Coming up on HIGMT, the seven-seat Model S is made official. We get a sneak peek at the next version of Tesla's software. Elon suggests that one million delivered is achievable in 2021, and I update local Tesla trends here in Ottawa. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of Indeterminate Light for Saturday, March 27th, 2021, episode 35 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Elon Musk recently confirmed via Twitter there will be a seven-seat variant of the recently refreshed Model S. Both TeslaAudio.com and TorqueNews.com has noted that Elon mentioned that the Model S Plaid would be Tesla's best car yet, with a 0 to 60 in under two seconds while seating up to seven. As of this recording, uh, Tesla's configuration page hasn't yet made the seven-seat option available. And thanks again to TorqueNews.com, we have a better look at the stockless Model S and just how a driver would be able to put the vehicle into driver reverse simply by sliding an icon along the left side of the infotainment screen. Twitter user Whole Mars Catalog has a short video on exactly how this is to be done, and it's actually pretty ingenious. You simply slide the vehicle icon in the direction that you want to go. No word yet on how the Model S and Model X are supposed to actually guess which direction the vehicle is to take at any given time, but at least the driver override is pretty intuitive, so definitely check out the video in the link in the show notes below. Seems that the refreshed Model S is about as good as keeping a secret as your typical four-year-old. Most of what Tesla is planning in the near future is being leaked by early Model S deliveries. From the seven-seat option to how drivers would put the vehicle into gear, we're getting more information from leaks than announcements from Tesla themselves. Information regarding the upcoming version 11 of the user interface was recently posted on the Tesla Motors subreddit by user FridayTheDog111. Although most likely an early beta version, the updated user interface gives us a glimpse on what is going to be released sometime this year. Currently, Tesla vehicles are running version 10, and if you're interested in the upcoming changes with version 11, I'll link out the InsideEVs.com article in the show notes below. If you want an unbiased opinion of the Model Y one year after ownership, you can check out the InsideEVs.com link in the show notes below. In the video, Mark Benton compares his low-VIN Model Y to his Model 3 and breaks down his thoughts for into three categories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, keep in mind that since his Model Y was one of the very first produced out of Fremont, many of the bad and ugly items that he had noted have been now since corrected by Tesla themselves. Mark also goes into detail about the modifications he's done to his Model Y and provide links to the products that he's used to make his Model Y stand out. So overall, he is very happy with the Model Y purchase and he's looking forward to trading off his Model 3 into a Cybertruck sometime in the near future. More footage of the Tesla Semi was made to, available to us, not from Tesla themselves, but by keen-eyed observers around the Fremont production facility. With a revised design, which now includes larger windows, door handles, and taillights, the Semi also showcases a full-on wind deflector over and around the cab of the truck. Both TeslaAudi.com and InsideEVs.com have the same short video with the near-silent drive-by of Tesla's newest Semi, so I'll provide links in the show notes below. Elon Musk recently mentioned at a company-wide call this week that there will be an outside chance that Tesla will be able to deliver over 1 million cars this year. TorqueNews.com has a write-up and they break down how Tesla will be able to accomplish the 100% increase in production over the 500 delivered in 2020. Even without gigafactories in Berlin and Texas being operational, Tesla can technically produce just over 1 million cars per year. At Fremont, Tesla can build 100,000 Model S's and Model X's and another 500,000 Model 3's and Model Y's. 
at Shanghai, Tesla is able to produce a total of 450,000 Model 3s and Model Ys. It should be noted that just because Tesla can technically produce over 1 million vehicles per year, it does not mean that they will be able to do so since Tesla could be tied down with supply chain issues and other delays in production. However, with Gigafactory Berlin starting production sometime in the summer of 2021, Tesla might be able to bridge the 1 million delivered vehicles even if delays in production occurs elsewhere in the production line. Tesla is hoping to have enough capacity to produce 20 million electric vehicles by 2030, making Tesla the largest automobile manufacturer in the world. The construction at Gigafactory Texas appears to be quite different than Tesla's previous Gigafactories in Shanghai and Berlin, according to Tesserati.com. While both Gigafactories in Shanghai and Berlin were constructed first and then populated with production equipment, it's at Gigafactory Texas where Tesla has somehow rewritten the rules of construction. While the building in Texas is being built, Tesla is already having production equipment delivered, installed, and actually tested as soon as the floor systems are ready to handle the weight of the new equipment. Currently, only a small portion of the Gigafactory is completed with walls, while the majority of the building is still being assembled with structural steel and precast concrete elements. So I think Tesla is taking a different approach with this construction so that they can work out all the production kinks before mainline production starts towards the end of this year, even if that means that you know, the building itself is very much unfinished. And while we're talking about Gigafactory Texas, we might as well take a look and see what's going on. Thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone footage. Progress is continuing the battery cell area with construction of the concrete perimeter wall and column foundations. Accessibility ramps are being formed and poured along the building's west side. Assembly robots are being positioned inside the building in the body and white area, even before the walls have been placed around the exterior. Underground conduit is being completed from the temporary switchyard to the middle of the building along the east side, and damp proofing of the roof deck over the stamping plant has started. There are now 13 mobile crawler cranes on site, down from the maximum 20 we've seen just a few months ago. And seeing that this is episode 35, we might as well take a look at some of the local EV stats here in town. Since July 2020, I've driven a total of 23,000 kilometers, and Tesla is now seen more often than they were 10 weeks ago, two and a quarter times more often than all other EVs combined. Now, if you were to take the Nissan Leaf out of the equation, Tesla has a lead of almost 5 to 1. During the past eight months, I've seen a total of 777 Teslas and 342 EVs produced by other automobile manufacturers. The most popular Tesla is a Model 3, while the least popular is a Model X, which is really of no surprise since it's one of the most expensive EVs Tesla sells. Now, I am starting to see more Model Ys here in Ottawa, but not quite as many as the Model 3. The most popular non-Tesla EV remains to be the Nissan LEAF, while the least popular EV is tied with the Jaguar I-PACE and the Smart ED. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 35. If you find any value in this podcast and you like the work that I do, I invite you to head on over to patreon.com slash howigotmytesla. Once there, if you'd like to support me a little bit financially towards a Tesla of some sort, there are three tiers available for you to choose from. And if you're looking to purchase a new Tesla and you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my program link in the show notes below or head on over to ts.la slash Matthew40942. So far, Chatty seems to be the only person who is taking use of my referral program link so hashtag for this episode let's try hashtag silent semi and hashtag for this podcast is hashtag h-i-g-m-t and if you have any feedback for me you can throw me an email at how i got my tesla at gmail.com and as always you can watch my progress towards a tesla of some sort by visiting how i got my tesla.com 
You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for how I got my Tesla. You can look for me on Clubhouse where I'll be hosting an informal chat about the topics covered this past week. So I invite you to share your thoughts and stories on all things Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby. 